You're listening to ReachMD XM160, the channel for medical professionals. Welcome to Medical Breakthroughs from Penn Medicine with your host, Northwestern University internist, Dr. Lee Friedman. The relationship between psoriasis and heart disease has been noted by several studies, but should physicians screen all patients with psoriasis for heart disease in any special way? Joining us to discuss the link between psoriasis and cardiac conditions is Dr. Joel Gelfand, Assistant Professor of Dermatology and Medical Director of the Clinical Studies Unit in the Department of Dermatology at Penn Medicine. Welcome, Dr. Gelfand. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. We're very glad that you're here. I'm a general internist, so I do see psoriasis occasionally. Perhaps you can start by telling us a little bit about the basics of psoriasis. How common is it? How should we be screening and treating this disorder? Sure. Well, you know, psoriasis is a fairly common chronic medical condition. It affects about 2% of the general population, about 7 million Americans. Recent research we've done using NHANES data sets has shown that many people have psoriasis and have never even seen a physician for it, so they remain sort of undiagnosed. Mm -hmm. But your typical patient who has psoriasis tends to have very limited disease, uh, about, you know, 1% to 2% of their body surface area. About 10 to 15% of patients have what we consider to be moderate psoriasis, psoriasis, which is extensive enough that it may require more than just topical creams or lotions to clear it. Mm -hmm. And then about 5% of patients have more severe psoriasis, psoriasis which really requires systemic therapies to control or manage it. Now, interestingly enough, in the last decade or so, we've really undergone a revolution of understanding both the pathophysiology of this disease as well as how to properly treat it. So we've learned, number one, is that this is a classic TH1 disease, and more recently, we've actually learned that it is a TH17 disease as well, a newer subset of the immune system that's been identified over the last several years. These are the T lymphocytes? Exactly. Uh-huh. And, and what's very interesting about it is it sort of has a very similar pathophysiology when we think about the immune system that's involved in psoriasis to other diseases like rheumatoid arthritis or inflammatory bowel diseases, sort of classic inflammatory diseases. Mm-hmm. And what's to think a little bit about cardiovascular risk in psoriasis is that we know that the same types of inflammatory pathways in psoriasis are also the same types of pathways that are active in blood vessels leading to atherosclerosis, plaque rupture, and acute thrombotic events such as stroke, or heart attack. Very, very interesting, and that certainly makes sense. In our patients, if they don't have marked disease, should we be looking for these scaly patches on extensor surfaces of the elbows and knees mostly? Well, I think at this point in time, most of the observational epidemiological data points to the most significant risks for cardiovascular disease being in patients who have more severe psoriasis, those who probably have more than 10% of their body involved with the disease, for example, those who would traditionally need either oral systemic therapies or biological therapies or ultraviolet light to control the disease. But interestingly enough, those who have more mild disease often have a lot of comorbid cardiovascular risk factors. Mm -hmm. Uh, Things such as obesity, for example, has been shown to be a risk factor for developing psoriasis in a variety of different studies, including one from the nurses' cohort study in the United States. People with psoriasis of all types are also more likely to be smokers. They tend to be more prone to hypertension and even diabetes. Another study coming out recently 
from the nurses' cohort study suggesting that patients of all levels of, of severity of psoriasis have higher rates of diabetes over time. That's very interesting, and, and that's not, I assume, related to any treatment with steroids or other medications that might predispose. Yes, as best as we understand from the current studies, we think it's probably a disease effect, although we can't really rule out that, in fact, therapy has some role to play in these outcomes that we're seeing. When we think about cardiovascular risk, actually, most of the therapies we use, things such as methotrexate, for example, or some of the newer biologics are actually felt to be cardioprotective. So we think that, if anything, in the more severe subset of people with psoriasis, we actually may be underestimating the relationship between cardiovascular risk and severe skin disease. Because the ones with the more severe disease are on agents that may indeed lower their cardiovascular risk. That's correct. And the best evidence we have for that being true is actually outside of psoriasis, mainly in rheumatologic diseases where in rheumatoid arthritis, it's been shown that successfully controlling RA with drugs like methotrexate or even TNF-alpha inhibitors lowers things like cardiovascular events. And psoriasis, we still need to do studies to better understand if controlling disease actually improves these outcomes that we've been seeing in observational studies. Interesting. And certainly when I think of cardiovascular disease, family history seems to play a very large role. Is family history a major risk factor for psoriasis? That's an excellent question. And actually, one of the main determinants of psoriasis is genetics and family history. It's a complex polygenic trait of which multiple different genes as well as loci have been implicated in psoriasis susceptibility. About 40% of patients who have psoriasis will have a family history of the disease. So definitely a major risk factor there as well. Are there any things that generalists should be aware of in terms of some of the newer biologic treatments, certain side effects that we should be watching for, things that need to be monitored? I think that's an excellent question. I think that in general, most dermatologists will often work collaboratively with internists or primary care doctors to help manage patients, especially should they have an adverse reaction. As a general class of medications, these medications tend to target the immune system and therefore are somewhat immunosuppressive. So in my own practice, I always have all my patients ID before they go on a biologic, go see their interns to make sure they have age-appropriate immunizations as well as age-appropriate cancer screening. I and some other dermatologists and others who use these medications often recommend additional vaccinations such as an annual flu shot, even in those who may not ordinarily be someone that you would recommend it for, as well as a pneumonia vaccine as well, uh, uh trying to lower the risk of having one of the more significant potential risks of pneumococcal pneumonia. Mm-hmm. Well, that makes very good sense. And it should we be monitoring white blood cell counts, liver enzymes, things of that nature? Well, I think in general, the prescribing physician is the most likely one to be monitoring those things. Some of the medications like the most commonly used biologics are TNF-alpha inhibitors. And generally, they're associated with a very low incidence of blood abnormalities. But what we see sometimes is a reactivation of viral hepatitis, hepatitis B in particular. Mm. So oftentimes, you will screen patients for hepatitis B prior to starting therapy, or patients are demonstrating uh, liver function abnormalities, that's something we definitely want to test for because in some patients, particularly in the Crohn's population, there have been reports of very serious reactivations of hepatitis B and fulminant hepatitis. Mm. If you're just tuning in, you're listening to Medical Breakthroughs from Penn Medicine on ReachMD Radio on XM160, the channel for medical professionals. I'm your host, Dr. Lee Friedman, and joining me to discuss the link between psoriasis and cardiac conditions is Dr. Joel Gelfand, Assistant Professor of Dermatology and Medical Director of the Clinical Studies Unit in the Department of Dermatology at Penn Medicine. 
Dr. Gelfand, let's look more specifically at this link between psoriasis and cardiac conditions. Can you describe what data is really out there? So there's been a variety of approaches that have addressed this association. Our own group has done large population-based cohort studies using very large medical record systems in the United Kingdom. And in these systems, they collect information on patients who are seen in routine general practice as well as information that's captured by specialists. And what those studies have shown is that patients who receive therapies consistent with having severe psoriasis have a higher risk of developing things such as myocardial infarction as well as stroke. And these increased risks tend to be independent of traditional cardiovascular risk factors such as elevated body mass index, hypertension, hypercholesterolemia, diabetes, and smoking. The additional interesting aspect of the data that we've seen is that for some reason it appears that younger patients with psoriasis seem to have the highest relative risks of developing these adverse outcomes. And this has been seen with a variety of other cardiovascular risk factors to some extent that much of the elevated risk seems to be earlier on during the course of the presence of the risk factor. And then as people get older, age tends to be the most driving risk behind cardiovascular risk. And the absolute rate, I imagine, is still relatively low in young people, but the relative risk is much higher. That's absolutely correct. So actually, as people get older, their risk of having a heart attack that's attributable to psoriasis or their excess risk of having a heart attack related to having psoriasis above and beyond their baseline risk actually increases with age despite the slightly declining relative risk. Mm -hmm. Now, the other lines of evidence that we've seen is that people have done studies of small cohorts of patients with psoriasis who have been very well characterized and have looked at things such as endothelial cell functioning, atherosclerosis of the coronary arteries as well as the carotid arteries using things such as either Doppler ultrasound techniques or coronary artery calcification scores using CAT scan. Mm -hmm. And those studies similarly have yielded results suggesting that patients with psoriasis have higher rates of atherosclerosis of both the coronary and carotid arteries independent of traditional risk factors. That's another line of evidence linking psoriasis to cardiovascular risk, particularly for the severe patients. Somewhat observational data, but pretty impressive as you describe it. I think what's impressive about it is, one is the consistency of the results across a variety of different populations and different study approaches, as well as the strong pathophysiological theory behind linking psoriasis to cardiovascular risk. Interestingly enough, this is actually not a new idea. In the early 1970s were the first studies to link psoriasis to an increased cardiovascular risk, but it wasn't until the last decade or so when we started to understand the link of inflammation both in psoriasis and in cardiovascular disease that we started doing the types of studies that could link psoriasis directly to cardiovascular risk while controlling for major cardiovascular risk factors. So it's certainly biologically plausible, and, and it is these ischemic type of conditions that we're not seeing more valvular issues or things like that. Is that correct? For the most part, there haven't been a lot of studies looking at valvular disease or congestive heart failure, but for the most part, those outcomes do not appear to be elevated. Mm-hmm. So that certainly makes good sense. Based on this, and I imagine this is a preliminary question you may not be able to answer, should we be doing any special screening of our patients who have psoriasis for cardiovascular disease? 
Well, you know, there's been two consensus statements that have come out on this topic. One from the National Psoriasis Foundation, a team of expert dermatologists, and also one from the American Journal of Cardiology, uh, the editor's consensus panel. I was a part of both of those consensus statements. And both in the cardiovascular community as well as in the dermatology community, there's a consensus now that we feel that patients, particularly who have severe disease, should be educated. They may be at increased cardiovascular risk. And they should be patients that should be targeted for screening and interventions. Currently, we're not really recommending anything different than what would ordinarily be done, but as you know, and your audience certainly knows, most patients are under-screened for cardiovascular risk factors. Most patients don't even have the routine tests they're supposed to have, such as an annual blood pressure or serum glucose or lipids. So what we're really encouraging patients to do is to see their internists if they have severe psoriasis or their dermatologist and have these basic traditional cardiovascular risk factors evaluated. We know from a variety of studies that patients with psoriasis, particularly if severe, tend to have a higher baseline frequency of traditional cardiovascular risk factors in addition to this increased risk that we're seeing independent of uh, traditional risk factors for cardiovascular disease. So really to be on top of things in the way that uh, every individual should, but nobody yet is setting a lower blood pressure goal or an LDL under 70 like we would for a diabetic just because of psoriasis. That's an excellent question. I think that's where the research is, is heading to try and understand if, in fact, very severe psoriasis or very severe inflammatory diseases need to be treated as sort of cardiovascular risk equivalents. Uh, it's interesting if you read through adult treatment panel three, chronic inflammation is an evolving risk factor for cardiovascular disease. And there is some guidance in that document suggesting that the individual practitioner may take into account, you know, emerging cardiovascular risk factors when setting their lipid-lowering goals, for example. But at this point in time, we don't know for certain exactly what the 10-year excess risk is related to severe psoriasis. As that data comes in and we're doing more work in that area to assess that, we may have a more concrete algorithm for saying, yes, we need to have targeted lower LDLs. And many of us are now using uh, high-sensitivity CRP. Does that test get thrown off at all in severe psoriasis? Should we be not doing that? It's interesting. It's a controversial area, actually. With psoriasis, the association with elevated CRPs is there, particularly in people with severe disease, but not nearly as strong as one might suspect. We can see patients who have very active inflammatory, almost erythrodermic psoriasis. That means psoriasis affecting the entire skin system, yet they can have normal uh, C-reactive proteins. Currently, it's not something that's recommended as a routine test for patients with psoriasis, but often we will order that type of test for patients who have inflammatory symptoms, such as fatigue or joint stiffness or joint pain. Psoriatic arthritis is a very common and prevalent comorbid condition in patients with psoriasis, and elevated C-reactive proteins in that setting can be predictive of progressive joint damage, a joint disease that may require disease-modifying anti-rheumatic drugs. I would like to thank my guest from Penn Medicine, Dr. Joel Gelfand. We've been speaking about the link between psoriasis and cardiac conditions. He's outlined that there is a plausible biological link between these disorders. This is something I think we should all be very aware of, and we should be watching our patients with psoriasis, particularly severe psoriasis, very carefully for that most common killer of Americans, cardiovascular disease. You've been listening to Medical Breakthroughs from Penn Medicine on ReachMD XM160, the channel for medical professionals. To download this program or access ReachMD on demand, please visit us at ReachMD.com. Thank you for listening.